Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we have new release dates for pretty much all of the upcoming Marvel films. All the MCU has been shifted back, and we are so sad to talk about it. All that right after this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Hey, what has happened, Jeff? The same thing that we've been doing for the past couple hours, buddy. Yeah, we just got done recording an episode of Binger's Assemble, <laughs> and now we're going to record an episode of No, we did not. We just Cinematic got finished Universe. recording an episode of MCU Cast. Well, it's, an, it's a bonus episode of MCU Cast based on an episode of Binger's Assemble. It's a, it's a long story. You guys will understand later. <laughs> You'll get it when you're older. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Okay. Well, let's... Uh, News? Uh, hey, New stuff? Hey, let me, let me tell you about something I did tonight, and let me oh, tell our tell friends me. here that this is a possibility. This is, I, 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 tonight, uh, I, I, today, today's show is brought to you by sendsingingtelegrams.com. <laughs> What's sendsingingtelegrams.com, Matt? Well... It's what I do when I when I sing telegrams to people. So so I sing telegrams to people. Uh, but on Matt, basis. social distancing. I know. Well, see, that's the thing. So I decided this week <laughs> to start offering over the phone singing telegrams. But it's really fun <laughs> because I use the whole podcast setup to get really good audio, and I call the person and I read them the message, and then I play the song over the phone, and then I post the whole conversation as a uh, YouTube video with their consent. I post it as a YouTube video so that the person who sent it can hear them receive it. And I thought it was really cool. So I wanted to tell everybody, if you're out there and you are feeling disconnected from your loved ones or someone has a birthday or whatever, uh, then you can go to sendsingingtelegrams.com and uh, you can order a singing telegram from me. It's 25 bucks and I do a whole thing and I post it to YouTube and I, yeah, it's really actually a pretty cool little thing. I, it was the first time I'd done one and, uh, I really enjoyed doing it for this lady. So. I like the uh, I like the posting it to YouTube idea. Yeah, uh, just because a lot of times when you know I I've used your service to send a singing telegram to my ex at one point. That's right. Um, Sorry, and, I ruined that relationship. Nah, yeah. I mean, you do what you can, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but a lot of times when it, when you do that, you know, you get a notice whenever that is just like oh my god you did this that was so great and you're like oh yeah yeah you got the thing he, he came and sang to you like okay, how did you react and they're like oh you know just i loved it like okay but no i want to see your face i want to yeah. see your face what happened i want to hear your reaction to it so i think that the uh, the youtube thing with that could be that could be the next logical step. Yeah. I think you're onto something. I thought it was cool. I thought it was really cool. I, I honestly thought it was going to be lame and then I did it and I thought it was going to be really, and then it was really cool. And the, having the little recording of it and her responding and being so excited on the phone and stuff, it was just really fun. So if anybody has anybody with like birthdays or anniversaries or things where you're not going to get to see your loved ones because of all this Corona, um, I will call them and read them a message from you and sing them a song. Send singing telegrams.com. It's going to be really cool. So yeah, but at least we're going to be doing it this month. Uh, maybe it'll, maybe it'll be a new thing I do, but, uh, I've, I've been doing the in-person singing telegrams for a long time, but yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into the news. I just wanted to mention that up front as, as a, as a, you know, as I've mentioned on the pa in the past few casts, I'm not working at all. So I threw <laughs> this, uh, so now I'm like er every day I'm hustling, you know, I always try to like, uh, do some sort of business idea. And this actually, I did it today for the first time and it was awesome. So I'm going to, try to throw some ads on Facebook or something and see if I can find what's, people that want to do it. What's really great is you're going to get some, some requests from people that are overseas and you're going to have to learn how to dial internationally. Yeah. And, uh, if they ask for it in a different language, you're going to have to learn that entire language yeah. before you do that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. No, um yeah <laughs> so tell us about the news jeff we have one big piece of news so marvel kind of announced their uh their change of schedule with uh with the COVID 19 pandemic being what it is and 
having affected everything greatly. Like, for instance, did you know that the box office numbers for March were zero? No, I didn't. Wow. Like, the box office reported their first zero uh, dollars everywhere in a while. Like, ever. (laughs) Yeah, I can't imagine that's ever happened since the, like, invention of box office numbers. Yeah. Yeah, you know we've been we've been asking uh, people to support uh, the VOD releases and the digital releases and watch Disney Plus and you know just show that there is a, a backing for these digital media uh, so that we can potentially get you know, like the New Mutants or maybe Black Widow released on these on these platforms so that Marvel can still get them to us in a relatively close to when they wanted it timely manner and. Marvel kind of replied with a resounding no. <laughs> oh, really? Um, That's a bummer. It, it's kind of a... It, well, I mean, they did it with their schedule. They, they announced when Black Widow is, and it's November 6th. Yeah. Uh, November 6th, 2020 is when it got pushed back to. Man. So it was kind of like a, yeah, I hear you. You want it online. You want it digitally. You want it now. No. So they didn't actually respond to that. They just responded to it with posting this schedule, which does not at all... Uh, post online it's november is so far away man it really is what's got me worried what's got me really worried uh, and not not just for black widow of course um but uh they're, they're saying there's a possibility of reinfection and like re-emergence of the disease in the winter months yeah and it's like why would you move it to november move it to like july you know like <laughs> <laughs> when when we when it's likely to be able to see it, I don't want this to get moved back again. I'd be so sad if this get moved well, back again. This this uh, this pandemic is very similar to uh, it's being con- uh, compared to the Spanish flu outbreak in uh, the late nineteen teens and early nineteen twenties. Yeah, um, and if you look at the timeline of like deaths per, I think it's death deaths per thousand is the chart that I saw. Um, but in the U.S., in the summer of, I think it was 1919, it spiked. And everybody, you know, everybody was dying from it. And, you know, everybody enacted all these measures to to stop the spread of it and to help people. And it fell off. And it went down to almost nothing. And then the next year, the very next summer, it spiked up like double what it was. I, I'm pretty sure it was winters, but yes, I think you're, you're, you're Was correct. it winter? Yeah, just because that's generally these type of viruses. And it, this obviously isn't sure about the corona because this is a new novel uh, disease. But generally, obviously, flu and cold season is a thing. And that's the winter. Like and when it gets cold. And it's because something to do with like literally when it's cold, the molecules stay in the air longer. That's that's basically it. And and so like you you literally can get infected by people that are further away from you. Now that hasn't been proven for coronavirus, but it is a thing that's like pretty common of other coronaviruses. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you you're right. The big spike was uh in 1918. Sorry. Hey, summer hey, of 1918. Hey, hey, let, let me just interrupt you right there. You're right. The way you said that, there was a lot of surprise in your voice, and I just like to say that that offended me. <laughs> Okay. Well, in uh, in <laughs> 1918 summer is when it spiked, and there were five deaths per thousand persons. That's so crazy. Um, and then in, it looks like October, uh, late October is where it started spiking again, and it was like 25 deaths per thousand persons, and then trailed off in December. That's why I bring up, and yes, I, we're, we're definitely not a current events podcast, and uh, but yes, nope. that's... Of course, not, not that you're saying current events. You're talking about 1919, um, 1918. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. So, but but generally, it happens in the winter. So that's my worry with it. Moving it all the way to November, I'm like, that's it. Starting to get cold again, guys. <laughs> what if we have to do this quarantine thing again? And I don't get to see Black Widow for like another year. <laughs> I'm really upset. I'm really upset. We're gonna have to start writing fan fiction, man. I think that's what I'm doing with my new show. Uh, yeah, that's true. Script doctors, that's kind of fan fiction. Uh, but no, I like I'm I'm actually like legitimately like all these TV shows, all these movies are shutting down because of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna get a weird like we've had such a glut of content for the last ten years. So there's been too much stuff to watch, 
and we're about to get to the point where there's just nothing new. Like it's gonna, we're going to hit a season where there's just nothing new for a while. This is almost like the writer's strike back in what 2012. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Was it, it 2012? I don't remember. It was whenever Heroes was on because Heroes <laughs> bonkers. Serious, uh, yeah. Heroes season two, season two is when it uh, when it happened. It's so crazy, the lack of care. Like you don't have writers, so I get it. You got to keep breaking your shows. So they, there were a number of shows that like went really off the rails, and one of the I forget what show it was, but one of the shows had some early scripts but because they could no longer be worked on by the writers but they wanted to still produce the show they just shot based on early scripts and didn't do any rewrites and there were like blatant problems with all the scripts but they're the kind of problems that get fixed in like further edits but they just well it's a writer's strike film what you got (laughs) (laughs) slap it together yeah it's crazy Oh, man. And yeah, instead, it's just like nothing can be produced. So we're going to get a lot of reality. No, we're not going to get any reality TV. Like, No, not uh, even that. What's going to happen to Listen to My Heart? I don't know, man. I don't know what that is. That's the new Bachelor spinoff where it's all musicians in the the mansion. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I think it's called Listen to My Heart. I was trying to make a joke that I was really up on it. Uh, I'd just seen commercials. I think it's called Listen to My Heart, though. I, I mean, it the, sounds right up your alley. It, I mean, you know me. I love my yeah. reality dating shows. And I love... Yeah. Um, I, I say all that as if I'm joking, but I, I have seen way too much of The Bachelor, especially <laughs> in the last, last couple of years. Um, and you're a musician, so like... Exactly. I thought... Boom. It's, well, it's like something to do with like, you have to get on... See, I don't even know the rules of the show yet, but it makes me interested because you have to like be dating, but also be making music together. What? Yeah. Like, that's the crazy thing. And that sounds like a crazy wrinkle. Like, you should almost never do that, like, in in life. (laughs) 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 And, and, and like, you definitely shouldn't do it on a reality show. And I, and I kind, I, I, it sounds like the kind of train wreck that I have to watch. That's fair. That's fair. It does. Um, so, uh, along with Black Widow getting moved back, like that kind of, you know, pushes everything else back, but it doesn't push everything else back the same distance. Uh, Eternals, actually, the Eternals movie got pushed back to February 12th, 2021, which mm-hmm. is three months after Black Widow releases. Okay. And it was originally in November, right? Something it like was, that? yeah, it was originally in the slot that Black Widow is currently taking. Uh, so it was going to be six months apart, but they halved that time frame. Good. Um, so is, yeah. maybe we'll slowly catch up with our, with, with the slate, like where it was supposed to be. Maybe. Um, so the, the Eternals is going, Shang-Chi got pushed back to May 7th, 2021 and Dr. Strange 2 got pushed back to November 5th, 2021. So we're, we're getting three movies next year and only one movie this year for the MCU. Okay. Based on this release schedule. So one movie this year, two move, three movies next year and three movies the year after that so far, but that that's through July 8th of 2022. But we know they were originally moving to four movies a year and well, Spider-Man three was supposed to come out uh, somewhere in there as well. Okay. So yeah, this this is is just Marvel's This is just Marvel Studios. uh, Okay, so yeah, we're interesting, man. I'm I'm excited that they've got a slate because it's something we can start looking forward to. But I'm, you know, we were fully hyped. I mean, all this trailer we've done all these trailer episodes. I'm so pumped for Black Widow. Yeah, they have got become experts at hyping us up to get it to a fever pitch right when the movie comes out. And now we're gonna have to like take a way big step back and just like simmer at this level of hype for. Six more months, and I am I'm bummed about it. Yeah. That being said, everyone be safe out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not like they can release the trailers again, you know. Yeah. If they re-release it, it's like, oh yeah, cool, I've seen this. Um, I am that still wanting to see the movie. That is very true. Yep, it's just like yeah. Huh. All right. Well, uh, so those are the movies coming out. I'm I'm bummed that we're we're not getting them sooner. Right. Yeah, we should go through the last three. Oh, yeah, yeah go for it. Uh, we've also got Thor 4, uh, the Love and Thunder movie, um, February 28th, 2022, Black Panther 2, May 8th, 2022, and Captain Marvel 2, July 8th, 2022. Wow. Yeah. 
And those are so, not far apart either. That's, I mean, that's three months apart for all three of those movies. Yeah. That's what, that's what I was saying is that movie ends, the last one is set for July and often they do uh, something in November. So I'm wondering if that year we'll get four in 2022. I just, Maybe. I'm excited. I really hope we get back to where we're doing two or three a year instead of zero in a year. I'm upset about <laughs> it, man. I'm so freaking spoiled. I don't like it. Yeah, we were supposed to be getting uh, the New Mutants this weekend. Yep. And we're, we're supposed to already have New Mutants out, and then we we're supposed to get two more Marvel movies four. this year, and now we're getting zero since uh, Spider-Man. It's just such a long time. Yeah. Such a long time. It would have been four weeks from yesterday, or I guess the day before, because we would have gone on Thursday. Uh, it would have been four weeks after that that we would have gone to Black Widow. God, so sad. We would already be buying tickets, Matt. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, well, uh, <sighs> I, I mentioned this up top uh, because so last week I read all of our new patrons for the year of the month of March or whatever. And I just, for some reason, didn't think about the fact that we had three more days left in March and we got more <laughs> patrons and you guys are awesome. And like some really, really generous patrons, like uh, really, really kind. So thank you so much. Uh, these are the rest of the, or well, these are all of our patrons for March. I need to start. I need to remember next time to read them at the beginning of the next month instead of the end. Cause then I end up with new patrons and we didn't read them. So Alyssa Haynes, Mike Mad, Stephen Bennett, Dylan Diggs, Matt Rich, Russell Brill, Andrew Youngblood, and Charlie Ward. Thank you guys so much for becoming patrons over at patreon.com slash mcucast. Uh, that is super, super, super rad. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Seriously, uh, eight, eight new patrons is, is huge, and, and I, I cannot thank you guys enough, especially in this current time where... Uh, I'm not working for a while uh, unless you all go to sensingtelegrams.com. <laughs> Sorry. Put Matt to work. Put sensingtelegrams.com. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the tagline. Sensingtelegrams.com. Put Matt to work. <laughs> Pay Matt's bills. Uh, I want there to be a pun about your name and the word micro transactions i want it to be something like a matro transaction but i can't Ooh, make it work i like it matro transaction works okay i dig it <laughs> let's run down some uh, feedback my friend yeah man we got a glorious one-star review on ventures assemble <laughs> <laughs> that is all the feedback i need oh yeah yeah go ahead and read it read it for us Oh man, sophomoric is the uh, the the title on it. So the team here is juvenile at best, and the understanding of entertainment is that of adolescence. Between the misogyny, student views, and xenophobia, you can likely find better material. I legit don't know what they're talking about, and like I know I'm from Alabama, but I think we pretty much avoid misogyny, xenophobia, <laughs> and I don't know. I guess I don't know what student views are exactly, but. I mean, maybe that's part of the problem. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even, I don't even deny that we're bad podcasters or that we're sophomoric, but like misogynistic and xenophobic. I don't think that we are. And maybe I that's mean, my own, maybe that's my own thing. Cause I'm from Alabama and, and we're evolved for where we are or whatever. <laughs> I'm from Alabama and you're from, you're in Florida. That's not better. I mean, I'm in Tampa, Florida, so you know, it's better than the rest of Florida. Did you just brag about being in Tampa, Florida? <laughs> yeah. Compared to the rest of Florida, yeah. I'm just teasing. I don't know anything about Florida. <laughs> just You don't, I mean, just know that Tampa is better. Florida and Alabama just have some of the worst... Uh... People? No. <laughs> <laughs> Reputations is what I was going to go with, Jeff. Oh. Not people. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I thought we were on the uh, finishing other each other's sentences. No, thing apparently right not. Apparently not. You're, <laughs> you're like, what's the opposite of xenophobia? <laughs> you're in a, you're a classic self-loather over there. Yeah, man. <laughs> I hate these Florida people. Ugh, <laughs> can't get it out of my veins. Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, I mean, we did have that one time where we were talking about the French. 
So yeah, yeah, but that was all that was all in jest. I thought I thought we were clear that we were jesting. Anyway, yeah, it, that, that 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 review had me uh like turning it over in my brain. Like, are we like what have we done lately? This was like I know that we have evolved over six years of doing this podcast that we're probably a little more woke than we used to be. Maybe they listened to the early episodes and were like, "Oh, these guys are awful." I don't know. I just don't know, man. Oh, I'm kind of scared to go back and listen to the early episodes. I am too because we got that one piece of feedback once where people were like. Somebody was like, yeah, they used this word and that word, and those are really offensive, but over time they've grown. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't remember doing those things. All right. Well, hopefully we weren't too bad. Yeah. There was a point where we got accused, or probably me, uh, got accused of victim blaming. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, we did. But the thing was, like, we immediately called it out and corrected it right on the podcast. And like, you know... You, when you when you say something and you don't think it all the way through, and then someone says, hey, that's a little this way, and then you go, you know, that's a good point. I don't feel like that's a reason to hate a podcast. Like, you're, like, jumping to condemn people, and it's it's a problem. You know, that's a problem. You got to be able to let people evolve and let people talk things out. And that's the kind of the beauty of podcasting is, like, you can kind of say something horrible that you're thinking, and then you, as long as you think, talk it through and think it through, like, Sometimes your audience will be forgiving. You know what I mean? I, or you can just edit it out. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> that is fair. Maybe maybe I should work on that more. But I don't like to edit too much. I like it. I like to put oh, us man. out there raw and real. You know? <laughs> That's fair. On uh, on one of the episodes of Altered Carbon stuff that I listened to earlier today, there was a, there was a snafu with the uh, with where your audio was versus where West Fox's was. Oh, really? Yeah, there was one part where you guys were talking at the same time, and your I think it was your audio should have been like at the end of where it was, and then there was the part where where West Fox was just like, you know, he obviously stopped to listen to you, and it, it was just dead. Oh like. yeah, no, that that's happened before. I, so for us to be in a like we don't have editors, I have to do it all myself, and so. And editing all these podcasts, just editing them takes me, you know, 10 hours a week at this point. Like I'm really editing a lot these days. And so, uh, sometimes I have to do them in a fast manner. And so just to be able to do them, sometimes I make mistakes and, uh, I apologize for that. That's a bummer, but I can't really do anything about it. (laughs) Let me know though. (laughs) If you late, (laughs) thank you, my love. Alyssa just brought me another beer. (laughs) Oh, she is being maybe too kind. We need to get through this uh, this here feedback <laughs> before you get too sloshed. I'm good. I'm good. I'm only six deep, man. Oh, goodness. Mary Garrett's. <laughs> I'm not really six deep. That was a joke. Yeah, I know. Mary Garrett said on Twitter, now this has me thinking, which of the Avengers would be at risk for COVID-19? Maybe just Tony, Wanda, Hawkeye, and Nat? Bruce should be isolated with Tony, uh, though, to work on a cure slash vaccine. <laughs> I love this question, uh, just because Mary is so, such a Marvel, Marvel light, like we are, that she immediately mm-hmm. is like, hmm, COVID-19, how do we handle this? Call the right? Avengers. <laughs> All the Avengers, we gotta fix it. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Tony's probably the only one over fifty. I mean, except for Cap, but he's got that super serum working for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Scott. Oh, Hank Pym. Hank Ooh, Pym is yeah. definitely at risk. Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne—they're in trouble. Nah, Janet's got the uh, the quantum realm stuff going on. She can heal herself. Why is Wanda at risk? I mean, like everybody's at risk. First of all, let's dispel that. Everyone can get sick from this, and everyone can even die from it. Not but, Thor. Uh, immunocompromised people, and uh, man, we are talking so much about COVID nineteen this episode, and I know it's on every on everyone's mind. But we talked about it a lot at the top before even anyone else even mentioned it. Yep. And we're an escapist podcast, Matt. We got to get off of this. <laughs> well, thank you, Mary, for writing in. Uh, but yes, I think you're. <laughs> I don't know why she says that. Wanda, Hawkeye, and Nat would be, uh, I mean, Hawkeye and Nat, I don't know how old they are, but they, they may be nearing a little older age. I don't know why Wanda would be. I think that she just means who would be a a carrier or who would get sick, not necessarily just die, but get sick. 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, honestly, it sounds like it might be pretty transmissible. So anyone, anyone in the Marvel universe, everybody stay home. That's the message. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone in the Marvel universe, anyone in this universe. So everybody stay home. That's let's all stay home. (laughs) Let's let this thing die. (laughs) Take a, uh, take a page out of Scott's book when he was in under house arrest, you know, Play some drums. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Learn yeah. magic. I th- sorry, we just got done with Dark Phoenix, so I had Scott Summers in my mind. Oh, my and God. I was like, what? What did Scott do? Except for just <laughs> follow, follow the Phoenix around. Come back to me. You said you'd come back to me. You know, if he had gotten a chance to, like, actually talk her down and and use the love that they supposed are supposed to have. Yeah, they, they to- dropped that storyline completely. He just stood there and let his hand get destroyed by the phoenix force or whatever like i was like what are you doing <laughs> he's and, like and she's like gene you can't kill me oh, sorry now we're back on dark phoenix but you can't kill at the end of the movie there's this big swirling crazy madness and she says you can't kill me without killing yourself your all your friends and i was like why don't your friends run away like why are they standing so close <laughs> all of them could leave all of them <laughs> guys can you step back for a minute Oh, and then you hear a bamf, and then she just explodes the bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, <sighs> I mean, she did go up. She took it to space. She I did know. a real Superman thing there. I know, but that just made me mad at every other character for standing around and watching. And especially Scott, who's like, um, <laughs> I'm rubbing my hands in the river of your power. It hurts. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing so hard I pulled my headphones out. Hold on, I can't hear you. Oh man. Let's get into this next piece of feedback. Alright, Gavin Fry said so. In regards to where Taskmaster gets the claw thing, it comes from Infinity War during the Wakanda scene, just before they run out to confront the I-forget-what-they're-called things. Uh, Black Panther tells Wakanda forever, makes the W with his arms, and thus the claws come out. Anyway, just thought you guys should know. Does this mean Taskmaster in Wakanda? Love to hear your thoughts. See, this is where you're wrong, Gavin. (laughs) That seems aggressive. That seems aggressive. Black Widow happens before Infinity War. In the timeline. Ah. So. Yes, I think Gavin is, uh, Gavin is conflating two things. So people are wondering where he got, uh, where he got that symbol. We know that Black Panther does that symbol because of that moment in Infinity War. We don't know where the actual character of Taskmaster got it. Because yes, Black Widow happens before Infinity War. Yeah. He hasn't seen the footage from Infinity War yet because it hasn't happened. <laughs> it hasn't come out in theaters because coronavirus hit there <laughs> earlier. <laughs> Things happen in Russia a lot slower than they do the rest of the world. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true at all. Uh, Zach Manthe says, with the quarantine, I have time on my hands, so I started listening to previous episodes that I hadn't listened to before. I just listened to the Endgame instant take and have chills even listening to two people talk about this movie. Also, the thing I love and trust about Marvel is everything we think is a continuity error ends up coming back to be explained further in the next movies. So I don't think old man Cap sitting on the bench is a mistake. Cap doesn't understand the time travel as much as Hulk or Nebula, and so he made a selfish choice to retire and live with Peggy. Now, we have to live in a world where Cap messed up and created different timelines. So did Thanos when he came to our timeline. And the Avengers we have left just or might just have to fix this multiverse of madness where we can be introduced to bizarre new heroes and villains what if the events of black widow happen in a different timeline than our own dang Zach. i like that i like this idea a lot um and it, it makes a lot of sense i don't know if they'll go with it because i think they want to tidy up all that stuff i think they want i think they wanted in the game to feel tidy but I do love, I, you know, from for me, this would be amazing. I don't know if for the general audiences, this would be amazing. I don't know if everybody would follow it, but I love the idea that they come back in Multiverse of Addis and explain that, well, the reason we have to have this movie, <laughs> we're gathered to here today to have this movie. <laughs> Thank you all for coming. Thank you all for coming. Uh, we... <laughs> 
We're <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Come on. I want to hear it. We're, we're, we're going to now have a big exposition scene, Doc Brown style, and explain how all this time travel hinkity works uh, caused all kinds of split off timelines and then explain what happened as a result. So Thanos left the one timeline and that caused all kinds of craziness. And then, uh, you know, each of these other timelines and uh, Cap staying back created this timeline. There are six other timelines created, but they weren't too different because Cap returned the time stone. But him staying in this universe caused all kinds of spin-off problems. This butterfly effect. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. What if Cap going through and, and janking up the timelines caused this multiverse of madness, right? And the multiverse is all these different time streams. But the time streams all want to return to one. They want to collapse back in on each other. But we get a uh, an incursion-type event uh, type thing where you know people the the two universes are colliding and they're having to um, deal with these these repercussions and like universes are being destroyed from these timelines collapsing back in and some people are left some people are not there's mutants in one of them somehow got created you know and and you get sort of that AVX uh, sort of that's what. That wasn't AVX. What was that? That was Battleworld. Uh, Secret Wars. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. So you get sort of a Secret Wars, Battleworld kind of situation. Mashed up realities and everybody's having a fight. And it takes them to it takes them a while to kind of realign everything into one good universe. Yeah. I, I love that idea. I really do. And I, and I, I love the idea that Zach presented uh, of going... going so multiverse that you have to deal with all these things, but uh, I don't know if they're going to do it, but I do. I love it. I think it's a great idea. Good. You're the one person I was trying to get on board with this. Yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> I'm on board. Alexis Lopez has just been watching Agent Carter, thanks Disney Plus, and there is talks of Leviathan, and they seem to have help from young Russian girls spies. Do we reckon this was the Black Widow program? Yes. Absolutely, yes. They, they, don't they call it the Red Room in there? Or am I am mm. I am I making that up? I don't recall. It's been a while since we watched that. It has, yeah. But that that is definitely the implication that those young Russian spy girls are from the same program that eventually creates Natasha. 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 <laughs> Natalia Romanovna. Mm-hmm. That's her her comics name. Anyway, Nick. Send us an email. Sorry, but I totally get why Spider-Man Far From Home got votes for being the worst. The first half of it felt like National Lampoon's European Vacation. I watched it constantly wondering when Chevy Chase would turn up. I love all the Stranded Panda pods, guys. Giving you a five-star review here in Australia, but not sure you get to see those reviews in the U.S. I'm a bit behind on the Alter Carbon pods. Hoping you can make sense of the first season for me. Stay safe and keep going. Oh, well, thank you. Nick, for the for that star review, um, and yeah, you please stay safe too. Uh, actually, that's an interesting question about the podcast and whether we see this. I know that the iTunes are different depending on what country you're in. I don't know if uh, we see his reviews, uh, but again, let us say if you do a review for us, especially during one of our uh, t-shirt giveaways, if you do a review and you send it to take a screenshot and send it to us, we will happily give you credit for it and put you in the running for the the t-shirt and the um, other things that we do, uh, the giveaway for the Avengers game that we're going to be doing soon. Um, but, uh, we're, we're, yeah, so Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, it definitely seemed like a teen comedy, but that's what it was. So I, I guess I didn't mind it, but I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> it was a teen comedy that had this this background of Mysterio going on. And, you know, at the time, I was so excited that that was happening. I was so just pumped to see Mysterio and see Mysterio done well. And Mysterio was done so well. But then, you know, the discussion happened and, and the discussion happened of why is Spidey always dealing with Tony's shit? Like, why doesn't yeah. Spidey get to deal with his own villains and his own story? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Why doesn't Spidey get to deal with his own stuff? Mm, I, I guess it just doesn't bother me because it just feels like... 
the, I, I understand having that issue, but it is just tied that that's what makes me like the MCU because it's all tied together. You know, it's, it's not always starting from scratch, having to come up with a whole new villain. Uh, you, you do have these connections to each other. So like, how am I going to be mad that they connected it to another character? And yeah, while damage control was related to vulture and Stark was related to damage control and, and, and happy was in the movie and he was in that final scene in the plane. I don't think that the first movie is that tied to Tony Stark. The second movie is clearly because he's dealing with the death of Tony Stark and it's like tied into that thematically. But I don't think that the first movie is so Tony Stark heavy that it really gives me a problem, you know? The the first movie is all about him trying to impress Tony Stark so that he'll so that Tony Stark will look at him as someone that can be worked with. Yeah. So that so that he can and it, it, it's it's him trying to impress his cool new uncle, you know? Yeah. Like, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I, it's so funny. We keep talking about that movie, and I keep forgetting, not forgetting, but I keep like not focusing on the fact that Tony Stark is in it. Uh, but yes, like... <laughs> it's like he steps out of the suit. Come on. <laughs> I love that scene. Um, yeah, I just... That's the thing, though. That's what makes that... He, he's the one who brought him into being a uh, Avengers-level hero, and I, I guess I just don't mind that his story is tied to Tony's. I pretty much... That's why this whole entire universe is birthed from the 2008... Iron Man, you know what I mean? Like everything is, everything comes from that. Yeah, I mean, but you don't have to keep paying homage to it, you know. Mm. It like we know that it that it started everything back in two thousand eight, and a lot of things are tied to it, and that's cool. But like, it's it's established itself enough at this point to where it's its own foundation. Yeah. But it you is, know? it is it, like he did take in Spider-Man. I mean, like, yeah, you can just say you don't like what they did, but like, of course he's going to have problems related to Tony Stark and he's going to have relationship with Tony Stark when that's like a huge part of his character right now. That's how they brought him into the world was civil war is Tony Stark going to pick him up, you know? Yeah. I mean, I he's know. his mentor. Yeah. I, I so. just don't mind that he's. He's uh, how cool is that? I don't I don't understand why everybody has a problem with it, but you know, people like what they I think like. it's just that because Spider-Man is such a hugely popular character in comics, you know, in his own right, and for so long Spider-Man was not ever a part of the Avengers. He was never he wasn't on the team until like the late 90s if I recall correctly. He spent a a solid like 30 years not on the team you know just doing his own thing right and building his own rogues gallery that right and i get it it's it's different from comics i and and that that is where me and you differ i never care if something is different from comics i i think that the comics are great source material and when you can make them similar to comics great uh, but it never it's never a problem for me. Now, if you compare it to the comics and it's just clearly better in comics, that's fine. But I don't think this is that case. I think it's it's different from comics, but I don't think it's better in comics necessarily. Yeah, I mean, I when something differs from the comics and it's done well, or if they take it from comics and it's done well, and they're inspired by comics and it's done well, and they you know kind of change things here and there, it's fine as long as it's done well. But if it's not done well, then it's like, why didn't you just stick to the copy? It yeah. was written. It was right there. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, I don't know that, like, we just covered Dark Phoenix over on Bingers, and I, I don't, that movie tried to stay a lot closer to the comics than previous, uh, previous X-Men outings had, and I don't think it was better for it. You know, honestly, like, the, the, the parts where it was good are the parts where they got to be characters emoting and, and dealing with the trauma of each other. And when they brought in all of the Phoenix storyline along with that, it was just garbage. Hmm. And I think that's the, the, the main issue that I have with the film uh, is that, you know, they tried so hard to put, to just kind of cram Phoenix in there when they haven't even established like forming a team and uh, going through the, the multiple steps that are involved with forming a real team and, and showing us how they are as a family. And, you know, you, you have to occasionally deal with, you deal with crap from each other. Somebody gets on your nerves, but then like, ah, we got a job to do. Let's, you know, stuff that for now because we got this job to do, let's go do the job and then we can deal with our shit later. Yeah. Or, you know, it comes out in the, in the field, whatever, like 
show us that show us those interactions show us the character moments make us care about the characters and they were just like cool here's some little teensy bit of character oh but no phoenix right phoenix and aliens holy crap guys aliens yeah like, I, I, yeah but let, let's tie this back in i think this is exactly why i like that they use uh tony stark and his character that has been well established as the sort of driving force and found yeah exactly the foundation and the driving force behind spider-man's storylines because you don't have to do a lot of extra work to establish a new character or a new set of characters when you've got tony who you can just easily spin a fun character like mysterio off of and then you go and now spider-man build that character and then i think spider-man as himself has been a very meaty character and then the other characters and like that's why connecting the universe the way that Marvel has is so powerful because when you start a new thing, you don't have to start from scratch every time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's, that's why I think it's actually a positive, but yeah, I, I understand that criticism, but that's not even what Nick was saying uh, that it just seems like European vacation. And I agree with him completely. I don't know that it's a bad thing though. yes that was the movie and that's what they wanted it to be i don't know why you're complaining they talked a lot about how it was gonna be a john hughes movie or a you know similar in vibe to john hughes and i think they accomplished that i think it's a you know it's a breakfast club type teen comedy that you know turns into a superhero movie halfway through and i'm i'm not upset about that yeah like i'm down with it yeah i enjoyed it a lot but i know not everyone did and i love that everyone has different opinions too so that's good too do you love that? I love it. I love it so much. Teach <laughs> okay. me, everyone. Teach me. <laughs> Teach me how to have opinions. I, no, I just really do. I like I like when people have completely different opinions from me because it shows that just everybody has their own thing. Everybody likes what they like, and that's cool. Um, Chris Hayes up next says, how does Marvel keep the hype train going for Black Widow with a rain delay? If you want to call it a rain delay, that's fine. Uh, Chris Hayes, yeah, I don't. Um, we did talk about that earlier we did and i just don't know i don't know i just i thought it was worth reading again because i don't know i don't know it's not up to us it's not up to us chris actually it might be it 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 might be up up to us. us that's what we do that's what we do here is we keep our hype up for marvel even when they leave us for a year and a half we keep your seat warm you said you'd always come back for me Oh, oh no! It's a quote from Dark Phoenix. Everybody, I um, yeah, got is, it. No, I know got you got it. Did, but other We're people all might there. just listen to our Dark Phoenix episode. So that's fair. Zach Manthe says, "Last time I'll post today, maybe." I know a lot of people are talking about how they'd like to see a Spider Verse movie with Toby and Garfield joining Tom Holland, but I would love to see Andrew Garfield join the MCU as Harry Osborn. I think he'd make a great Harry and would have a great dynamic with Tom Holland. The ages would be very different, which would be interesting. I don't really know from comics what their age difference is. I think they're they're closer in age, right? Were they friends in comics? Is that a thing that is that from the Sam Raimi movies? I don't really remember. I don't really remember early Spider-Man. I I, I think they were friends. I think they went to college together. Okay. Or they went to high school together, and Harry was just the rich friend. Yeah, I know that in the Sam Raimi movies they were close, and that I don't know if that's something that like we're all we're all attached to because of the Sam Raimi movies, or if that's something that they that that, that we can you know throw out <laughs> and go back to more comics where, appropriate. Where stuff. does my knowledge of Spider Man end and Sam Raimi movies begin? I don't know. I don't either, man. I don't know. I can't answer that for you. Ah. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta get. I gotta go do some introspection <laughs> or well, some reading. Uh, we've got two more before you go to introspection. Okay. Uh-huh. Zach Manthe also says, "Still in an endgame kick and had a thought." Cap Shield is made out of vibranium, which we are led to believe is indestructible and the strongest metal in the world. Not even Thor's hammer can break it, and that's a weapon of the gods. Yet Thanos chips it down to nothing with his sword. What if Thanos' sword is picked up? by damage control after the battle, and studied, and we get a new element in our universe. Adamantium. Mm. What do you think? Um, I don't know, man. 
I kind of like that adamantium was made by humans. Like, you know, it's an alloy. There's a process made by humans. I kind of want to give human scientists a thing. Like, <laughs> give them a medal, you know? Well, they already have, like, vision. But they don't, though. Yeah, I guess he is made from vibranium. And, uh, I mean, uh, Dr. Cho did, like, work on him a lot and, like, or, like, make that whole thing possible. I mean, really, though, it was Ultron. Mm. And Ultron is kind of the consciousness of the Mind Stone. Yeah, th- you know? th- this got us on a whole conversation in the thread on the MCU Cast chat group on Facebook, where we talked about, uh, like, I think it's interesting because I think that that entire battlefield could be rife with storylines going forward, just like the Battle of New York was, you know? Um, oh, yeah. But... Uh, it's hard to know because when Tony snapped, a bunch of the ships disappeared and a bunch of the people disappeared. So yeah. like some of the inanimate objects disappeared, but it doesn't seem like all of them. So I don't know because it definitely is still a field full of um, destruction. And like the entire Thanos' ship, Thanos' like flagship that was firing at Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel took it down and it fell into the water. And I don't know if it disappeared because it's very possible we'll get you know future movies start with like um, <laughs> what's his name? James Cameron going down to the bottom of the ocean to check out the uh, wreckage of Thanos's <laughs> ship, and, uh, and and see and seeing what's going on there, you know, and finding finding the next uh, the next MacGuffin, MacGuffin, you know. Oh man, <laughs> just like <laughs> we get like a Matthew McConaughey on a boat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just being like a treasure diver. Yes, yes. Shirtless Mash New kind of hey, diving down, picking up pieces of Thanos' ship. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, all right. Got you some adamantium right here. Right here, right here. Hey, see that? That's pretty good adamantium right there, boy. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Jesse Cook says, thanks to this quarantine, I was finally able to binge The Witcher, which is absolutely fantastic, by the way. I can't help but think how likely it is that Marvel Studios will target Anya Chalotra, uh, I'm sorry, Chalotra, who plays Yennefer for a future role. Uh, it seems like they get uh, they like to get these actors who are relatively unknown early on after they have a breakthrough role. <clears throat> She's also young enough to stick around for a, for a while if the role called for it. Uh, with that said, I'm really struggling to fan cast her in my head. The first thought was Kamala Khan, but with Miss Marvel being a few years away, plus things likely getting pushed back due to COVID-19, uh, I feel like she may be a little too old for that role. Does anyone out there have any other ideas? Also, for the record, if you guys ever decide to cover The Witcher on some sort of Stranded Panda platform, I'm totally here for it. Hmm... I haven't seen The Witcher. I don't know who this person is. So this is this this one's for you, Jeff. Okay, so <clears throat> she plays a character that is uh, sultry, sexy, and powerful in her own right. Well, now I need to watch The Witcher, and she embraces that sexuality to empower her even more. And she is basically taking control of her life. And is she's a really strong character. She's really uh, and she's a beautiful lady. So all of that together, and I think that I have the perfect one. I think I have the perfect character in mind for her is Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. Nice. And I say that not just because Spider-Woman, Jessica Drew, is a dark-haired person. It would be really easy to just <laughs> keep her dark hair like that. Um, you know, she's got the she's got the build for it. She's got... She's got the acting chops for it. She embraces the sexuality the same way that uh, that the Yennefer character does. You know, she's got uh, one of her powers is pheromone control, so she can kind of charm people into doing what she wants out of them. She's uh, she's a really good spy. She was an agent of Hydra at first, and then Shield later. So, you know, she she's got the chops, and and I think that that character suits her quite well for it. Uh, I just don't know how they would introduce her at all. Very cool. I, I think that you did a good casting job there. It's not like with the dark hair, you got the look, and then you also got the uh, the character and like her ability as an actress to capture a certain type of role. I dig it. 
yeah. I, I don't know I mean, much about Spider Woman, and I don't know much about uh, this actress. So yeah, there you go. And should <laughs> should we do a Witcher podcast if we if we end up in a uh, in it trapped in our houses too long? We're 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 halfway through Altered Carbon, which by the way, guys, we are doing an Altered Carbon watch. Uh, three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, on Binger's Assemble. So if you're not following that podcast, go like it or watch Altered Carbon with us. I love Altered Carbon. It is a very adult show. So if you're not into that or if you're not an adult, it's probably, you know, it's there's probably an age limit. You should not check it out. If you're not an adult, <laughs> it's probably like a 13 plus kind of thing. Um, so if uh, I know we have a few, I, have a few uh, I don't know, I don't know what age kids do things. Oh man, that is so not a thirteen plus kind of show. Okay, 18, 18, okay eighteen. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. straight up eighteen. You're right. No, yeah. Older. I just remembered. I just remembered a certain scene. Yeah, eighteen year and up. Go watch Altered Carbon and uh, come check us out on Binge's Assemble where we're covering that day by day just to throw some extra content into the world for uh, this COVID crisis. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna keep doing that. And uh, you guys join us if you can. Oh yeah, we're going to do an Altered Carbon. Then the boys, and who knows if The Witcher's the show. You guys keep letting us know. Uh, by the way, what are you doing now, Jeff? Are you are you stuck at home, or are you uh, are you still? Going I'm at in? home. You're I'm home. working from home. Yeah, um, I'm currently on three projects, and we're we're doing uh, pre sales on another one. Wow. Okay. Cool. Well, it sounds like you're really busy, but uh, if yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you wanted to be involved with The Witcher if we do a Witcher thing. Uh, I would love to be involved with the Witcher thing. Um, you know, I really love the show and love the books. And uh, I really, you know, honestly, I saw he- uh, Henry Cavill come into his own as a character that, like, he was actually acting. He had to act, and it was phenomenal. He was such a good Geralt of Rivia. Um, Neat. I-, I know nothing about it. I haven't seen the uh, seen the show or played the game. Or read the books. Oh, is there books, too? See, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know, guys. I don't even know. All right, guys. Well, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. You did that so good. Thank you. We'll be back soon. <laughs> send singingtelegrams.com if you want to sing, send a phone call singing telegram to someone trapped in, a, trapped in isolation. <laughs> <laughs> Reach out via Matt. Reach out via Matt. I'll, I'll call them. I'll read a message. I'll sing a song. It's going to be great. Sensingtelegrams.com. Ding. Put Mac to work. Matthew, put Matt to work. Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast brought to you by Sensingtelegrams.com this week. All right. Peace, guys. Until next time, true believers.